The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. So it's time for Marion McKeown and Carl Thomas. But before we hear from them, let's hear a little bit of members of the Congressional Committee investigating the January 6, 2021 US Capitol riot. Is speaking about their report and what it says about Donald Trump's behaviour that day. You're going to hear Jamie Raskin, Elaine Luria and Liz Cheney. The committee believes that more than sufficient evidence exists for a criminal referral of former President Trump for assisting or aiding and comforting those at the Capitol who engaged in a violent attack on the United States. The committee has developed significant evidence that President Trump intended to disrupt the peaceful transition of power under our Constitution. President Trump lit the flame. He poured gasoline on the fire and sat by in the White House dining room for hours watching the fire burn. And today, he still continues to to fan those flames. That was his extreme dereliction of duty. For hours, he would not issue a public statement instructing his supporters to disperse and leave the Capitol, despite urgent pleas from his White House staff and dozens of others to do so. In addition to being unlawful, as described in our report, this was an utter moral failure and a clear dereliction of duty. Evidence of this can be seen in the testimony of President Trump's own White House counsel and several other White House witnesses. No man who would behave that way at that moment in time can ever serve in any position of authority in our nation again. He is unfit for any office. So, Mary McCone, what happens now? Well, what happens next is this will be, uh, the report will be published tomorrow on Wednesday. And it's going to be, well, the report itself will be a massive tome, but they're they're also going to release all of the um, evidence that supports the report, including emails, texts, transcripts of interviews. Uh, It'll probably run to about a million pages, but I think it's important to do that because this committee has been about transparency all along, about interviewing people in public. Uh, There were, as we saw during the year, there were 10 really compelling, including this one, public hearings where where they played the testimony from various witnesses. Uh, I don't know where this goes for Donald Trump. I cannot see. I mean, I'm not at all surprised uh, about the criminal referrals. I think you could not come to the conclusions they came to and not make criminal referrals. Sorry, Marion, who do the criminal referrals go to? Well, they go to the Department of Justice. Now, they're strictly non-binding. The Department of Justice makes up its own mind and it's currently got the special counsel, Jack Smith, doing his own investigation. But they also hand over, will have agreed to hand over this information, the transcripts and all this stuff, uh, which will really, it's a roadmap for the Department of Justice, shall we say, if they do decide to press criminal charges. And it's also a roadmap that can t- help take them to that point without duplicating a lot of the work. Um, I Again, it's it's clear. I, I think the, the one thing for me with all this, Matt, is that before the, the January 6th committee did their work, a lot of people were willing to believe that Donald Trump really did think that he'd won the election and that this all happened out of rage and frustration and a genuine sense of injustice that the election was stolen from. But it became clear uh, that, in fact, he knew. He knew he had lost. And this was he had a, literally the intention, the criminal intent, if you will, uh, to 
abort the a, a free and fair election just so that he could stay in power. And this was done at state level. This was done by arm twisting state officials like Brad Raffensperger in Georgia. This was done by entering into schemes to send fake electors to uh, Washington, as well as the on the day stuff, and as well as the riling up the base, telling them to fight like hell, knowing they were armed, etc. Um, it, it's really shocking. I think we've become so used to Donald Trump and him behaving in such appalling ways that you forget this was a president of the United States that sicked an armed mob on the Congress and then did nothing, even when he was told his vice president's life was in danger. Cal Thomas, what should happen and what will happen? And will one answer cover both questions? (laughs) Well, Matt, uh, I think Marion makes a good point about uh, the special counsel, uh, Jack Smith. This seemed to me uh, an exercise in redundancy. Uh, it also seemed to a lot of people, and you know, I'm I'm one. I've said this before in the program. I hope that Trump does not get the Republican nomination. There's a new poll out today that shows his uh, approval ratings among Republicans continues to decline. I think there are many people who embraced his issues when it came to the economy, inflation, gas prices, food prices, uh, the wall on the southern border. Uh, there are plenty of people out there who embrace those issues without the toxicity of Donald Trump. Uh, Wall Street Journal has a a lead editorial today. It says the referral has all of the uh, impact of an internal memo. And I think it's all political theater. I think it would have had more credibility among uh, certain people in the country if there had been at least uh, one Trump supporter uh, on uh, the panel or if there had been cross-examination of witnesses uh, as in a trial. But there was none of that. I think the outcome was preordained. Uh, They had an ABC News uh, former employee scripting the entire uh, event. Uh, members read statements that had been written either by them or for them in a teleprompter. And uh, now Merrick Garland, the attorney general, has a very important decision to make. Uh, This has never been done before, indicting a former president, Gerald Ford, pardon Richard Nixon, because he said uh, he didn't want to uh, increase the uh, vitriol in the country. He lost the election to Jimmy Carter in part because of that. But I think uh, Ford did the right thing. And I think it would be a big mistake uh, to indict a former president. I would say that whether I'm a Democrat or Donald Trump. A listener here says, what do you mean what's going to happen now? It's very simple. The USA is going to simply put him back in office in two years' time. Cal, can we call it now that Donald Trump is not going to ever win re-election to the Oval Office, to the White House? That yes, is a busted I, flush. And actually, maybe the best thing possible for the Democrats would be is if the Republicans were silly enough to make him their candidate. Well, it certainly would be the best thing for uh, Joe Biden because uh, he has said, uh, and uh, people who supported his uh, re-election uh, have said that uh, he's already defeated Donald Trump. And so uh, that would be the best reason to renominate him, even though he is uh, uh, increasing in age. Uh, so I, I think that uh, if that goes away, if Trump doesn't get the nomination by the Republican Party, then uh, a lot of the uh, reason for reelecting uh, Joe Biden goes away and Democrats may be looking for a younger uh, candidate. Now, could it be, Marion, that Trump might be more worried by the House Ways and Means Committee and its efforts to open up his tax returns? 
Yeah, you know, you almost have to have some sympathy for Trump. He's had the worst month. He's had the worst 22, 2022. You could, that, I think of anybody on the planet. You possibly, see, do, do, in America. do you hear Cal laughing disbelievingly at you, Marion? The, 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 the lack of sincerity in that comment from you. Yeah, go on. I hear him chucking away merrily in the background. But yeah, you know, I think that this, you know, the, the Ways and Means Committee are perfectly within their rights legally to publish uh, Donald Trump's tax returns. Every president prior to Donald Trump released their tax returns. You know, he went on this, you know, seven year absolute nonsense, more lies and gaslighting of saying, oh, that my returns are being audited, oh, this, oh, that, you know, all irrelevant, all nonsense. Uh, now, I, you know, they, they may do, they may not. Like the Republicans are saying, oh, think of the priesthood this will set for other politicians and other, well, you know, other politicians, Kamala Harris released all her tax returns, so did Joe Biden, so did every other president. So I'm, I'm with a big so what? I think what the Democrats will probably do, because they are politicians, let's face it, and they do hate Donald Trump, is if there's some really good juicy stuff in there that will really humiliate Trump or will really, you know, cast an unfavorable light on him, I think they'll probably release it. I think if it's a big nothing burger or nothing we haven't seen already, we already know he didn't pay any federal tax for 11 out of 18 years, which is in itself shocking. But we all pay federal taxes. Cal pays it, I pay it, everyone pays it in America. So for Donald Trump, the alleged billionaire to never have paid federal taxes. We know that already. And that, you know, that to me is appalling. We'll see. I think they, you know, on balance, um, they may they may think, oh, look, you know, he's already in a hole. But I don't think politicians are known, even at Christmas, for their feelings of charity or magnanimity. So we'll see. Cal, uh, tell us about the Supreme Court decision that stops Joe Biden from lifting COVID-era border restrictions. Well, it's known as Title 42, Matt, and it was implemented right after the beginning of COVID to keep people who might have COVID or other communicable diseases from entering the country. Uh, I, th- I think it's problematic whether it really worked, given the pictures you see on the border. But yesterday, uh, the uh, Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, uh, John Roberts, uh, put a stay on a lower court order vitiating uh, Title 42, which was set to expire tomorrow. Now, the Biden administration says it has plans in place, though it hasn't told anyone what they are. Uh, for a scenario beyond the expiration of Title 42. But we already have thousands of people coming across the border. And according to some reports, 50,000 are waiting for the expiration of Title 42 uh, across the border in Mexico to flood in further. El Paso, Texas, in the southwest part of the state, uh, has declared a state of emergency. There are people sleeping on the streets, people climbing out of manholes to get into the country. It's completely chaotic. So I'm not sure that uh, the uh, maintaining of Title 42 is going to have much of an effect on uh, the immigration. Very briefly, Marion, your response to that? Uh, it's completely disgraceful what John Roberts is doing. Yes, there's a massive problem with immigration. I agree with a lot of what Cal says, but this is a public health law to abuse it and use it as a tool or even allow it, uh, a stage to be put on to use it as a tool to control immigration is absolutely disgraceful. It was wrong when Biden did it. It was wrong when Trump did it. And the Supreme Court's just showing its ideology once again by even putting its stay in this. There's no legal basis for it. Okay, Elon Musk had a poll and 17 17- million Twitter users voted in it. The question was, should I, being Elon Musk, stand down as head of Twitter? 57.5% voted yes that he should. So I take it that that's a Trump-style endorsement for his continuing as the head of Twitter, is it, Marion? 
Well, you know what? It's he's just like Trump, isn't he? he? Said, "Oh well, you know, he's questioning the validity of the poll of his own poll that he called himself. You know, maybe he, it, it was obviously he thinks rigged in some way. He's a clown. I think if you have to, you know, he's such a clown, Elon Musk. And it's 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 sad to see somebody who's obviously very brilliant on one level and has you know done amazing things with it, you know, creativity and technological advances. He, he's just like a big overgrown toddler. You know, it's oh." Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay. And finally, one call that may be of interest to you because it's something that happened that you very much remember uh, from your career. A decision to release thousands of documents relating to the assassination of JFK in November 1963. What new are we been told? Not really much. Uh, if anything, there was a piece in the Wall Street Journal uh, yesterday, I think, by a man who knew Lee Harvey Oswald, the, uh, the assassin. And uh, he said uh, Oswald uh, was not smart enough to be involved in any conspiracy whatsoever. He acted alone. Uh, more than 40 books, I think, have been written on this, a lot of them with conspiracy theories. Uh, I think this is a very good thing for the documents to be released uh, sunshine is the best uh, antidote to any kind of, uh, uh, of, of virus or conspiracy theories. Uh, I don't think there's any question that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone. Uh, it didn't involve Cuba. It didn't involve the CIA. And uh, the release of these documents, I think, is a very good thing. Thank you very much. As ever, Carl Thomas and Marion McKeown, for all your contributions throughout 2022. I know you're taking a little holiday, Cal, but we look forward to you and Marion returning to us early in the new year in 2023. Thank you very much. Have a great Christmas, both of you. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here.